we're so thankful. We're so thankful for the ways God blesses us. Today, I want to just show you a brief little thing that I think was, will be helpful to you, especially in our understanding of how God helps us to face new challenges. This past weekend, I got the opportunity to be part of, to witness the wedding of my son. Uh, my son, Tyler, was married, uh, got, got to be married, and we were, we, Bethany and I and, 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 Beth, uh, and Bree and, and, and my family was able to be part of that wedding, and that was really exciting for us to be able to see my son get married. And so they're getting ready to face you know, just getting married, you know, the, the new challenges that they're going to have to face and all the difficulty and all the new stuff that they're going to have to deal with as a married couple, the joy of this new, new journey. And so for, for, for them, and, and I was thinking about for us as in ministry is how we consistently have to uh, come up on new things. And this is also true for us as a church family. God often puts in our lives new things, things that we've never experienced before, things that we've never challenged before, new obstacles, new ways to serve Jesus, new people to invest our lives in. And all these different new aspects, God, I'm sure, in 2023 will also do the same for us. I hope he does by his grace. But in facing these new things, it's very helpful for us to see and to understand how to approach the things that God challenges us with and God helps us to, to face. And let me just remind us a little bit of ways that God does this. Because if you look through Scripture, God consistently does that to the people that we see in the Bible as well. One of the people that remind me of that is Gideon. Gideon, turn with me to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Before we begin this passage of Scripture, let me pray and ask God to help us to understand this Scripture and to be able to apply it appropriately to each of our lives, okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for how good you are. Thank you for the ways that you spur us on to follow you and to love you more and more in ways that we may not have experienced before. But in doing so, you enable us to, to learn more about who you are. As we understand your word today, as we look at your word today, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would guide us. Reveal to us more about who our Heavenly Father is so that we can grow in our faith in him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Judges chapter 6. We see Gideon facing a new challenge. Judges chapter 6. Let's look real quick in verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash, Yabiah's right. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress, to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Now to understand what's going on here, it's really helpful. Because here's what's been going on. Up until this point, where the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon, there's been a lot happening in Israel. The is Israel has been disobedient and has been ignoring and, and being unfaithful to God for a long time. And God has decided to bring the Midianites 
uh, to their lives to oppress them for seven years. During these seven years, Midian has an, has an insanely huge army, a horde of people, innumerable soldiers and camels that are like the sands of the sea. The, the Bible describes this army, right? And so the Israelites, in an attempt to escape the oppression of the Midianites, hide themselves in caves and in mountains and in strongholds in any way to, to somehow get away from the Midianites. And in doing so, now they're stuck with no food. And so they try to grow crops as well as they can. But one of the things the Midianites do is, as the crop gets close to harvest, they come and they find those crops and they destroy the crops. And so the Israelites are consistently without food. And we find Gideon here doing his best to hide these crops from the Midianites. Not because he's scared of them, but because he wants to make sure that we have food. And so he's hiding the crops as best as he can and, and, and trying to get food for his fellow Israelites. And while he's there, the angel of the Lord comes. And he comes in a way, in verse 14, we see the reason for God, uh, uh, for the message that God has for him. In verse 14, it says this, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, in this thy might, your might, and uh, uh, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Do you understand what God is saying here? I want you to go out and rescue Israel from the Midianites. You got this. It's going to be good. And, and Gideon, I love Gideon's response, response because it's very refreshing because it reminds me that like these people are normal people just like me. He says in verse 15, he says, and he said unto him, Midian, or Gideon said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, <laughs> wherewithal shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. Poor Gideon. He was like, man, Lord, what are you talking about? I, it's just little old me here. What are you talking about? I'm the poorest of my family's no big deal. I'm no big deal in my family. Like if everybody, if there's anybody who doesn't need to be in this position, it's me, Lord. How in the world am I going to do this? Me, get rid of the, get, save Israel from the Midianites. Lord, I hate to say this, but are you insane? You know, that kind of a thing. This is where Gideon is. Have you ever felt that way? When God calls you to do something that you know is beyond your capability, do you respond in a... I know sometimes in my flesh, I feel that same way. Lord, you want me to do what? Man, I don't know if I can do that, Lord. I, you don't know me like I know me, Lord. I don't know if I can do this. You see, Gideon isn't the only one that felt that way. Do you remember Moses? When God called Moses to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. Go with me. Keep your finger in Judges and go with me to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Verse 9. God is speaking to Moses, and he says this, Now, therefore, 
Behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, and thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Go take the Israelites out of Egypt, Moses. You got this. Moses' response, verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Moses is the same, isn't he? He's like, who am I? I'm nothing. I can't do this. Lord, I don't know if this is going to work. You just don't know me like I know me. This isn't going to work. Do you remember when Moses, after Moses had led the people out of Egypt, and then now the, the children of Israel were getting ready to enter into the promised land, Moses had passed away and God called Joshua. And when God called Joshua, there was something that God consistently, repeatedly, over and over said to Joshua. Do you know what it is? Do you remember what it is? He said, be strong and of good courage. He had to say it over and over and over again. And, and, and so Joshua also had this struggle of, who am I? I'm not worthy of this. I don't think I can do this. And honestly, there is a good reason for that kind of response. Because what God was calling them to do was daunting. It was huge. It was big. They were things that were seemingly overwhelming. Something that even God calls us to do to a smaller degree, isn't it? Things that go beyond what we know we can do. Things that force us into new territory. Things that help, things that make us travel paths that we've never traveled before. And our response would be a lot like Gideon, Moses, or Joshua. And it's easy for us to respond based on what we know of ourselves. Based on what we know of ourselves. God, you want me to do what? How am I able to do that? How am I supposed to do that? God, you don't know me like I know me. But God's answer to our response is this. You, child, don't know me like I know me. You, child, don't know me like I know me. And this is why I call you to these tasks. I'm not asking you to do this alone. I myself will be with you to enable you to do what is seemingly impossible for you. Because for me, it's not. Look at how God answers this way. Go back with me to Judges and look at what Gideon, look at how God responds to Gideon. Gideon said in verse 15, Oh, my Lord, wherewithal, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. God's answer, verse 16. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. God tells Moses, I will be with you. That's how you're going to accomplish 
what I called you to do. In the same way, look at, go back to Exodus chapter 3. In the same way, when Moses responded, who am I? We see God's answer to Moses' response. Go back with me to Exodus chapter 3. I'm turning there as fast as I can because I lost my place. There. Exodus chapter 3, look at when verse 11, Moses says, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? God's answer, God said, certainly, what? I will be with thee. Do you see that? I will be with thee. And this shall be a a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Moses, you are not going there alone. I will be with you. When God calls Joshua and he says, be strong, be of good courage, do not be afraid. We see the reason God tells Joshua this in uh, in, uh, I'll get to it, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Look at verse 9. This is, this is amazing. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. It says this. God speaking to Joshua, have not I commanded thee? And if you look at the verses ahead before this, he constantly says, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. And he's saying, haven't I said this already? Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Why? For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Do you see this pattern that God gives when he calls us to do something big, something that is beyond our capability, and we respond with, who am I? God says, no, look at me. Don't look at yourself. Look at me, because I am with you. Do you remember the day Jesus ascended into heaven? And he calls his disciples together. Matthew chapter 28, 19. We know this as the Great Commission. Go ye therefore teach all, na- all nations. Here's this little band of, band of guys who's like, I want you guys to teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all All things whatsoever I have commanded you. And how does he end it? And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He commands us to do things that are beyond our capability, but he is with us to enable us to do these things. This is God's answer. He gives us his presence. His presence. He is with us. His presence enables us to accomplish what he calls us to do. And this is really important for us to remember. What his, it is his presence is what enables us to face the challenges God calls us to face. His presence is what gives us the strength to overcome obstacles that we would never be able to on our own. His presence is what gives us confidence when we climb seemingly insurmountable mountains, when we go through the deepest, darkest, loneliest valleys. Isn't it David who said in Psalm 23, 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thou art with me. This is what helps us to face new challenges. This year, who knows what God will call you to do. But whatever He calls you to do, remember this. That He's with you. It is His presence that enables you to have the grace and the power and the strength to do what He calls us to do. Let me close with this one aspect of facing these new things. You see, it isn't just that God's with you. When God calls you to do something and He's with you, one of the most amazing aspects of this part of our life as followers of Jesus is this. In calling us to do new things and in inviting us to follow him in new ways, in new paths, in new areas of growth in our life as followers of Jesus, one of the most amazing things is this. He gives us a fresh, new perspective of who he is. He helps us to see him in a way that we may never have known before. God challenging us to do these new things is his invitation to get to know him in a fresh perspective of his goodness, of his faithfulness, of his steadfastness, of his trustworthiness. And this is what God calls us to do. Sometimes it may be massively huge things, Things that will change the course of our life. And sometimes, they're small things. You know, sometimes we balk at small things, don't we? Things that may simply change the course of our day. And in the big things, and in the small things. Understand that God calls you to do these things because he wants to show you something amazing about who he is. And he wants to reveal that to you in a fresh new way that you, that you get to experience. And in experiencing that, guess what that does? It builds your faith. It builds your trust in him. It helps you to see that he is worthy of your trust. He is worthy of following after him. And in doing so, our faith, and our understanding of our Heavenly Father grows more and more into how He sees Himself. It's not about how you see yourself. It's about how you see your Father. And it is my prayer that each of us, by God's grace, get to grow in this way this coming year. Don't you, don't you agree? I can't wait. Well, some, sometimes the part of me says I'm scared half to death. And the other part of me is like, Lord, help my unbelief. But Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Are you like that? I hope, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're probably a little bit like me in that. But I pray that that will be a blessing to you. Remember, when God calls you to do something, he is with you. His presence is what guides you and helps you through that. Let's pray. Father, there are many times when we look at the path that you set before us 
And we face fear. We face doubt. The unknown can be scary. The unknown can be disconcerting. Help us to remember that we do know you. And help our perspective to be steadfast on you as we step into the unknown. And in doing so, increase our faith in you. Thank you, Father, for giving us these fresh perspectives in our walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.